This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, what's up? Not much. Not that. I got nothing. Uh, I don't know. Is, is your Christmas tree finally down? I haven't even noticed. Oh, it's behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking it down. I mean, what month are we in? The Bengals Girl? lost. I think we're good. That means it, it brings zero luck. Um, yeah, it doesn't me. bring good or bad luck. You know, sometimes I like a Christmas tree on, and I, I don't have decorations on it. There's just lights on it. So I feel like sometimes you don't want all the overhead lights on, and you can just turn your Christmas tree on. Um, so far, yeah, I mean, we're getting into March. I'll probably just keep it up. I think a lot of people start decorating for Christmas around November. So it'll be here before you know it. Uh, it is National Chili Day, so Cincinnati treats it like a holiday. Are you are you a Skyline fan? Ooh. Yeah. Why wouldn't I be? You are? I, I don't know. Some people yeah. if they don't live in Cincinnati, they're like, oh, I mean, it's overhyped. I'm not a I'm not a Skyline Chili fan, but I mean I like it. Oh, you, you like it? Old? You weren't saying that you think what? No, no, no. I I think there are a lot of people from out of town. They're like, um, oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even my uh, fiance, who uh, not an Ohio person, she liked it. So that is uh, score one. I got a Pittsburgh Steelers fan into Skyline. We love it. We love it. Uh, we'll move on to the latest news for the Cincinnati Bengals. The news everybody was waiting for when it comes to extensions. Uh, they extended their long snapper, Kyle Adamitis. And I think that also brings a quick question. So you, mark. So you can extend anytime you want. I wasn't sure. Honestly, it feels like every team waits until the very end or right before we get into free agency that that happens. So, yes, Cal is coming back in kind of, you know, a few questions because Clark Harris was injured early in the season. Everybody remembers how Clark Harris was injured and uh, the difference maker and, and why why we should always praise a long snapper. They can be um, just it's just very painful to look back on week one right now without Clark Harris. But he's been on the team forever. He's a legend. I think they need to put him in the ring of honor immediately. Uh, but it sounds like not sounds like, I mean, when you extend your long snapper and Cal, that maybe Clark is hanging it up or they'll be moving on from Clark Harris. Clark was one game away from having the most games played as a Bengal. Yeah. Yeah, and that kind of stinks, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was always a legend. I always kind of felt like just a good dude, funny guy on the sideline. And Evan McPherson's rookie year was a big part of that. And when you do make that change with Cal, and I know Evan has had his moments this season, but overall, you know, how do you feel like Cal did this year? I mean, I'm not really grinding the uh, – Cal Adamitis long snapper tape too much, but I do think it was at least fine. Like, I don't think it was bad. I do think there were a few high snaps. Like, if there's anything, he snaps it high sometimes, but the process still seemed pretty much where it needs to be, especially in the punt punt coverage or uh, in the punting game. Like, he's in punt coverage, but yeah, like punting, I don't remember a bad snap, but Kicking, I remember a couple high snaps, but it wasn't anything too bad. I remember before Clark Harris, the Bengals had bad long snapping, didn't they? Because I remember there was a an extra point. This is a long time ago. It was like 2008 because I think Harris was in 09. But the guy just snapped the ball over everybody's head. <laughs> it was like a professional long snapper. And I was just like, oh, uh, 
hopefully they get this figured out sometime and then you get Clark Harris for over a decade and never really missed a snap. I think a lot of Bengals fans will remember Brad St. Louis. It was a Christmas weekend. I want to say if they would have made it, the game was in Denver, if they would have made it, they would have made the playoffs that year. So probably 2006. Um, and unfortunately it was a bad snap. So Brad St. Louis forever lives in Bengals fans minds when that happened um, almost 20 years ago. Uh, so ever since Clark Harris, they've been doing pretty good, but I actually want to stay with special teams right now. You mentioned punting. And unfortunately, I feel like it was up and down this season, even in that you could go back to the AFC championship game with Drew Chrisman uh, wasn't ideal. Do you think that's something that they're going to look to pick up in free agency or maybe late in the draft? Yeah, draft. Definitely. I just, he had his ups, but he might've had his worst game in the AFC championship and he was an undrafted free agent. It's easy to get out of the contract. If they see an upgrade, they'll, at least give him competition. The guy just can't get hang time. I, I don't know what it is with Crispin, but he can't buy hang time. And he's not a really good directional punter. Not a good mixture. And we saw that on the Tony punt return. It, was, it, was a, it wasn't short. It was like 50 yards. But it was down the middle and was up there like a bullet, like two seconds, maybe three. You want to get to that three and a half, four seconds. Get your guys downfield. Like when the punt, when the punt returner catches the ball, and you don't see anybody else on the screen, your punter messed up. <laughs> That's what it is. That's not by design um, because look, think, just think about it. He's got a free 10 yards just running forward. So, or at least five, six, seven, like you don't want that. You want fair catches. You want things on the sideline, especially if he's catching it and then just immediately can run. Like if he has to turn around, like he's catching it over his shoulder, turn around like the Willie Mays catch or something, or, you know, he's running sideline to sideline and catching it that way. That's a little different. I remember it wasn't Tony, it was Sky Moore. I don't know why I keep saying Tony, uh, but I remember Sky Moore, he caught that and he was just immediately running, like almost just caught it on the run, just kept going. It was like, oh no. And there's nobody on the screen to make a play. Or if they were, they were just coming into the screen. It was like, yeah, that's that's a bad punt. And that's a big reason they lost that game. I would say as impactful as the penalty to Osai, you're talking 15 yards on that, but you're talking probably an extra, what, 15 yards on the punt return too. Like it shouldn't have been that long. I would prefer he kicked that thing 45 and out of bounds. Out of bounds. That's what's so surprising to me. And not to go back to the AFC Championship game, and I wasn't planning on talking about the punter in this episode, but we haven't talked about Drew Christman's season with Cincinnati. And unfortunately, just I don't feel like it worked out for him. And, of course, he did get that late start this season when he was activated over Kevin Huber. But at the same time, you go back to the AFC Championship game, I think about that all the time. You know, why did Drew Christman's, you know, a punter? He knows, you know, smart things to do in a game and, and to did not punt it at least out of bounds in that moment. Um, that really, that really messed with that game. Um, definitely one of the, one of the reasons that they lost the AFC championship game, but we'll move on because this is the time of year. It is February 23rd and it's when, you know, you hear these, these players get released from teams. Contracts are getting restructured. Linebacker Bobby Wagner was released today. You put a tweet out there. I think some Bengals fans are like, well, hey, Cincinnati, why don't you bring him here? I saw someone tell you, uh, well, maybe the Baltimore Ravens would pick him up. And I'd be really surprised if the Baltimore Ravens picked him up, to be completely honest. But tell fans why Bobby Wagner's not coming to Cincinnati. <laughs> I mean, 
you're not going to pay two linebackers, right? And that's the whole idea on why you're not keeping Jermaine Pratt is, well, you can't pay two linebackers. That's you know, not the most valuable position. Can't be throwing money at that position like that. Why would you pay Bobby Wagner what he's going to get in free agency if you wouldn't do it for Jermaine Pratt? It just makes no sense to me because I think Pratt's better in coverage. I, mm. At least the last – not better than like prime Bobby Wagner. But that's not what you're getting. You're getting a pretty good Bobby Wagner, but he's on the decline. And this season could be further decline than last season and the season before. You don't know. You're, he's at an age uh, where that could happen. Pratt's young. Like it makes a ton of sense why you could re-sign Pratt. It's just you don't want to pay that much money to linebackers. So why would you go out of your way to sign Bobby Wagner to what he's gonna want? Like the only way I see Bobby Wagner being signed in Cincinnati is like a one-year five million dollar deal. And I don't think he wants that. No, and I'll stay with this with Pratt. Do you feel like that helps Bobby Wagner getting released helps Cincinnati try to retain Jermaine Pratt? Uh maybe a little bit. He might not be everybody's top linebacker i don't know if he was before that i haven't really looked at the position because i don't think the Bengals are going to spend money on it like i just said they're not spending money on pratt so they're not going to really bring in an external guy who wasn't part of the system that took him to the afc championship game this year and the super bowl last year so i haven't looked but he's up there as one of the top linebackers i know that much um but yeah i mean it could give you a little bit of help maybe pratt wants to wait till next year for it now or something but i doubt it I think Pratt's just going to – he's going to want to get paid somewhere. He's going to want to play three downs somewhere, which up and down, whether he did in Cincinnati. Like he did, but then he wouldn't. There'd be games where he, a lot of times he'd get pulled off the field for Trey Flowers or Dax Hill or even Akeem Davis Gaither. So I think that started irritating him, which he tweeted about. Oh. Uh, he wants to make money. He wants to be a three-down linebacker. He thinks he can do that. I think he can do that. It makes total sense why he wants to leave, and it makes sense that Cincinnati wants, is going to let him go. Well, that one time I did tweet, you know, who should the Bengals extend or top priority on the list. He did tell me that it should yeah. be so um he definitely wants to maybe maybe stay in Cincinnati but at the same time I get this when I talk about some of the free agent moves or or what the Bengals should do internally I don't mention linebacker and it, and it's not because I don't think that Jermaine Pratt should be on this team I'd love Jermaine Pratt to be a part of this defense that would be absolutely huge I just think that their focus is going to be on the Logan Wilson extension at the same time I think it's going to be Akeem Davis Gaither. Maybe they're going to believe in Marcus Bailey getting more reps, but I don't see this team. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't see them adding another linebacker, or at least like a star linebacker. Yeah. Uh, not, I, I don't see them adding a linebacker. Do you like maybe in the draft, but it wouldn't be a first, second round pick. It'd be like a third, fourth round pick where they seem to find the sweet spot. Yeah. I, I just, I, I know it, there's going to be a hole to, to fill, but I think, you know, now now is this time. Akeem, Akeem Davis-Gaither, you're, like I said, Marcus Bailey, he was more of a special teams guy, but you you have more reps with him on the defensive side. I think they believe in their unit that they have, and, you know, they'll just be without Jermaine Pratt. So that's my take, and look, they could surprise us and maybe pick someone up late um, in the NFL draft, but I do not see that right now. So speaking of the offseason, We've talked plenty about some of the draft prospects, you know, what room the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be really focusing on at 28. But what is your offseason plan? It doesn't have to be too complicated. And you can talk about the internal guys when it comes to free agents, what you're looking for early in the draft picks. I know uh, Twitter didn't like the running back call at 28, but now I'm on board. I want an offensive playmaker. For you personally, when you think of the next 
two months, the first day of the draft to early second day. And then you look at free agency. That's just a few weeks away. What would you like the Cincinnati Bengals to do? Oh man. Well, for free agency, I'm I'm going to keep pounding the table for Javon Hargrave just because I think it would make a lot of sense. So that's, that's my guy in free agency, I guess. I don't think they do it though. Then, I mean, it just kind of stinks because this would be the, I feel like this is the time to try to maximize that two year window they have right now before money starts hitting, give Javon Hargrave some three year deal. You may be able to get out of it in that third year, third year pretty easily too, if the cap starts hitting you, but man, like it's just what they were missing in the, in the AFC championship game was constant interior pressure. They've got DJ reader up the middle and he can do a little bit of that, but that's not what you want your nose tackle spending all of his energy doing the guy's 300 something pounds. <laughs> he's going to, he's one of the best run stoppers. He should keep most of his energy for that because you know, there's only so much in the tank for those types. You know? <laughs> so I, I think Javon Hargrave would add a lot. I don't know if they do it. Um, David Onyemata might be able to do something a little bit similar um, as a pass rusher. And he'd be cheaper, and he kind of fits the Bengals' mold a little bit better. Also was a New Orleans Saint, which they seem to like. Uh, so maybe that's where they could go. I just think you should add into your defensive line uh, somebody who can get pressure from there. Yeah, I think it's extremely important because you can go back to the AFC Championship game. You can go back to the Super Bowl. What wrecked the game for them? Yes, we all point to the offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals and being without three starters in the AFC Championship game. And I still don't know how Joe Burrow was able to get to the Super Bowl with his offensive line that he had in 2021. But at the same time, you do. You need the pressure on the quarterback. And that's just something that they really struggled with. And I think that addition, if he is there, let me ask you this. If you're looking at 28, we've talked plenty offensive weapons when it comes to the tape of a defensive guy, and they just happen to fall a little bit to 28. Who would you take at 28 when it comes to the D-line? Um, Kalijah Kansi's interesting if he's there. Uh, he's only 280 pounds on the interior defensive line. That didn't stop him from drafting Zach Carter. But he's not really a good run defender. Like He'll get moved in the run game, especially on double teams but he's such a good pass rusher. I don't want to overthink it. Like, yeah, there's an issue there, but to me, you put him in between reader and Hubbard on rundowns on mixed downs so that he can be lifted up, you know, rising tide lifts all ships type thing, you know, only <laughs> uh, so much you could do to a guy when the two guys next to him are beasts in the run game and then passing downs, let him loose uh, and probably only really not only play him on passing downs, but play him mostly or at least play him on most third downs because that's where he's going to make his money. Such a good pass rusher. It's hard to find guys like that where not only does he have the get off or the moves or the movement ability, it's just, yeah, he's got all of that. And then to go with it, you know, so a little bit of bend burst athleticism and natural leverage. Cause he's kind of short. It, it's a lot like Gino was, although I'm not going to call him Gino Atkins just because that is very lofty, but it's, it's what I'm into. I mean, Javon Hargrave isn't a good run defender either. <laughs> it's just what they're missing. Well, we will see. We have plenty of episodes until we get to the NFL draft, but uh, I'm all about getting more guys on your D-line and getting pressure on the quarterback. Next, we're going to get to the mailbag. Thanks for finally sending your Twitter questions. Uh, make sure you're following Bengals underscore Sands at Ellen Diaz-Patterson. We'll be, we'll be back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.